It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Brian, it is now time for our favorite part of the show. It is our listener mailbag. This is where we turn things over to our dear, sweet listeners so that they can control the content and uh, ask us some questions. Before we do that, I need to say thank you once again to our wonderful partner here at Love the Star. It is Boomer Jacks. You know, uh, college bowl season is just around the corner, uh, and then there are going to be a a lot of games that you're going to try and catch up on. You're going to be overwhelmed uh, with the options and Boomer Jacks is there for you with their wall-to-wall TVs. Their great drink specials starting at $3. They got $15 buckets of beer, ice cold beer, I might add. And on Tuesdays and Wednesdays, if, if you're a wing guy or gal, which I think we all are, uh, then you can head over to Boomer Jacks and find a great deal. Tuesdays are half-price bone-in wings. Wednesday are half-price boneless wings. Uh, but really, they've got great deals for you every other day of the week as well. It's just if you're if you're really into those wings, Tuesdays and Wednesdays, I promise you, are the days that you want to go. But it, it is a perfect atmosphere for whatever you're looking for there at Boomer Jacks. So find one of these 17 DFW locations by going to boomerjacks.com. That is boomerjacks.com. All right, Brian, uh, we got a couple questions here from our listeners on this uh, Thanksgiving show. First question here from John. What's the deal with them not activating James Washington? He said he was healthy enough to play. He is healthy enough to play. He could play probably right now without an issue. Uh, he's past his uh, 10-week window of, of the injury that occurred when we were out at Oxnard. It was first or second day of practice. Um, and uh, he, he, he could go right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think, Brian, and you've, you've referenced this, this is probably in large part about finding out if they're going to get Odell Beckham or not. I believe so. I, 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 nobody has told me this, but my the way I look at this right now is they want to make sure that they keep Tolbert active. They want to keep him engaged. Tolbert's part of your future. James Washington isn't. And that's why they're able to hold James Washington, really. Will McClay, Stephen Jones, Jerry Jones, they like to protect themselves. If, in fact, Odell Beckham comes to the Dallas Cowboys that will take a roster spot. They'll have to figure that out. And you know what? They don't want to have James Washington on the active list and then all of a sudden have to maybe make an adjustment, maybe take him off. But they want Tolbert to learn. You know, Tolbert did get some work yesterday. They want him as part of being active to understand what it takes to be a part of the wins. They want him to see that with a uniform on. And James Washington is, you know, he's not part of your future. Unfortunately, he got hurt very early in preseason, a, a serious injury. Yes, he's rehabbed, but if, in fact, they get Odell Beckham, I don't think you're going to see James Washington this year unless something happens. Now, if they don't get Odell Beckham, then they might have to make a determination. But they want Tolbert active all these games. He's the future. James Washington isn't. Which uh, Jerry Jones said post game last night, he talked to Odell Beckham. Uh, said that uh, it sounded like it was a phone conversation, but uh, they continue to put in work. Everybody uh, clearly still very excited uh, there at the star about the prospects of, of getting Odell Beckham and, and a guy who, as long as that knee checks out, as long as the medical's okay, uh, 
could, could undoubtedly help this team a, a great deal. He's going uh, to he's going to get paid, Bobby, on his knee. That's how, how that's how this is going to work. Everybody would love to have Odell Beckham for a two month run, but it's going to be: Can you assure that he will be back in twenty twenty three? That's the that's the question. A lot of teams, and you can't answer that question until doctors physically push and pull and look at that knee. Next question here uh, from Brandon. Uh, he says McCarthy keeps talking about cleaning up the penalties for years now. How exactly do we Not clean gonna them happen. up? New Not players gonna happen. come in and commit the same undisciplined mistakes. I was about to say I was listening on the drive home uh, to the the post game show with Zach Wolchuk and Brian Bradas. And uh, Brian, I know you said this is just a team that's going to commit penalties. They're going to commit penalties. I, I mean, they could talk about it all they want. The, the penalties that bother you the most, though, are the pre-snap penalties, lining up offsides, illegal motion, you know, false starts, you know, all those things. Those are the ones that kill you. You, you could deal with the holding penalties. You could deal with sometimes the roughing the passer penalty, you know. It, you, know, you don't want it at key points in the game. I mean, I guess it always is a key point, but you know the defensive holdings. You you know you understand those happen, but how many how many illegal procedure penalties or motion penalties did they have yesterday? You know this team. You're going to get some crews. We've talked about Scott Novak's crew a bunch. They call penalties. You know it's going to happen, but don't encourage them to call penalties. You know don't help them call the penalties and. This team talks about it all the time. They talk about, you know, they have they have officials that show up for practice. They have officials that show up during training camp. They have all these things. It's talk, 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 talk. They're not going to get this thing done. This team is going to continue to be penalized uh, because, and again, I'm not just throwing in the towel, but, you know, what do you it's do? It's a reality. It's a reality. It, it's a reality. Yeah, there's some teams that turn the ball over a lot. There's some teams that run the ball really well. You're a team that struggles with penalties. You have, you know, and, and you could tell McCarthy was not happy about it uh, in the post-game press conference. You know, he should have been like, hey, great win and all that. But he, you could clearly hear in his voice that he was disappointed by the, the, by the, uh, uh, by the penalties. And, you know, he could, he could talk about it all he wants until you actually, now you could also get players, that don't commit penalties. You know, you commit that they, they, they're disciplined players. And maybe now when you're looking at, you know, guys in the future, you're like, hey, this guy gets a lot. But they drafted a kid that was one of the most penalized players in the country last year, right. Tyler Smith. You know, so are they really looking at penalties? No, they're looking at talent. And they're thinking, ah, penalties would be fine. But don't, don't, don't think this will change anytime soon, guys, really. It's uh, it's interesting too. Yesterday you had uh, two false start penalties on receivers, and I think it was Michael Irvin I heard say this once, where he's like, "A receiver should never get a false start." He's like, yeah. "It's like you keep." He said, "You look down the line of scrimmage and watch the ball get snapped." <laughs> he's like, "That's false said, start with the receivers. False start with the tight end. I think they, I think they got, uh, I think they got Biotish for a false start as the center. I mean, he's sloppy." I mean, just, I mean, how many, it's what, four penalties right there? Five penalties? Yeah, 13 uh, you know. on the game. They finished with 13 penalties uh, in this one. So uh, I'm sorry, this is not going to change. This is just not going to change. 
Next question uh, from Dean Julia, one of our loyal listeners. Uh, is Anthony Brown going to be a huge liability once we get to the playoffs? Teams are clearly going after him. I I, I don't know what to do about Anthony Brown. Um, because I, there's been time. It's not getting better. Well, I get accused of defending Anthony Brown, but I will say this. Malik Hooker, when that ball goes in the air, you got to get your ass over there. You see what's happening on the outside. Hooker, so, Hooker has struggled lately. Hooker has struggled really bad. Hooker doesn't like he's moving worth a damn to me right now. I don't see any quickness at all to his game. I see a lot of throw the body in there and not wrap up. You know, I thought he was going to kind of play better, but I, I, you know, I have yet to see that. I have yet to see that true free safety that we thought Malik Hooker was going to be. And everybody's saying, oh, he's the Achilles. It's two years removed and all that. Okay, fine. Great. I was expecting you to play a lot better. But I'm not defending Anthony Brown. You're you're listening to a guy right now that thought Anthony Brown was going to play very well. And, guys, he hasn't. He's There's been times where he has been good. I will give him that. But for the most part, teams have figured out how to throw the ball over the top of him. And he hasn't been aggressive, and he hasn't knocked down as many balls as I thought he would. He's not playing great. I'm not trying to protect him. But when I tweeted that out yesterday, I watched Malik Hooker not react quickly enough to get over there. As a free safety, you've got to read what's going on and react. And, yeah, it was Anthony Brown that, you know, you got to find the football. But, by gosh, Malik Hooker, play with a little range. Final question here uh, from our uh, good buddy G from Jersey. Uh, I actually went and had uh, pizza with uh, G when I was uh, in town for the Giants game. There you go. He took me to Benny Tudino's in in Jersey, which was fantastic if you ever get a chance to go there. Uh, G wants to know, what worries you guys more down the stretch? Penalties, McCarthy slash more decision-making, or secondary play? I think penalties are going to be penalties. Uh, the secondary overall has not been bad. I mean, Anthony Brown has his moments. Malik Hooker has his moments, like we talked about. Um, but overall, they're, they're, statistically, their pass defense has been pretty strong all year. Yeah. Uh, the, the bigger wild card is what kind of a, a consistent game plan are you going to get from the offensive side, I think. So out of those three, I, I'd maybe be most uncertain of the game plan that they can drop on offense consistently. Well, yeah, the consistency of the offense to to get off to the good starts and stuff. But, uh, you know, of the three you gave, I mean, I I really wanted to believe the thing with Mike McCarthy. I Man, I, I am – it's not I'm crusty and old and I'm thinking of old ways. The analytics is taken over, clearly, the way that these coaches go for it on fourth down without any regard. I mean, I think Dan Campbell yesterday in his game went for it, like, what, three or four times – you know, on his side of the 30 a couple of times. I mean, you know, it to me, I don't know if it's reckless. I don't know if it's the right way. Uh, when it works, you're like, man, that's pretty damn ballsy for them to do that and make it, you know. And initially I was, I was like, oh, this, I don't like this. And then they make it. And you're like, okay, well, maybe I'm completely wrong about this analytics. I, I wouldn't have gone for it on four and two yesterday. I just wouldn't. The Giants, to me, don't give them any hope. You know, if you're playing a team that's clearly better than you, don't give them any hope or any minimum. You got lucky that uh, they had a legal downfield penalty. A really questionable call. So uh, my decision-making, people say, oh, you're being too critical. 
Mike McCarthy deserves consideration for coach of the year. I'll say that right now. He absolutely deserves consideration for coach of the year. But, you know, I, I really do wonder about some of those decisions, when to go on fourth and when not to go on fourth. He's proved me more uh, more right than wrong. So we'll see. That does it for us here today on the Love of the Star podcast. Uh, we appreciate you guys uh, so much for listening. Hope you had a happy Thanksgiving, and we will talk to you guys again later.